today with HelpAlongYourWay.com. We have John Garcia, so welcome, John. Thank you, Edward. Appreciate uh, you having me on. Sure. So um, the first section is uh, the introduction. So I'm just going to give you a rundown of, of what I think of the album in general. Um, and so to me, the, the CD is, is stellar. Uh, it brings to mind The Doors, um, Pre-Eliminator Era, ZZ Top, uh, Beat Stakes, uh, Toti Moshi, and even Blackmore's Night. And I would consider this is probably one of the best albums, uh, rock albums this year. So kudos to you. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I, I I really appreciate those kind words. And and you know, you know, hey, uh, you know, this this record was is um, uh, special to me. Um, these are songs that I've you know kind of collected throughout all the years that I that I've held on to that. These were not B-sides. These were not um, leftovers. These are songs that I had personal relationships with that took me someplace, that got me through something. That um, you know, so I, I am I proud of it. Yeah, um, and I'm. I've always wanted to, you know, get to a point in my in my life and my career where I where I could release uh, a solo record, and now was the perfect time. I I I I stopped saying yes to. Uh, you know, a, a lot of projects, and finally said yes to this to this group of songs, and and uh, it feels really good to be here. That's good. So that you know that leads us into the next uh, sections of the new album, uh, John Garcia. Uh, so was this a complete solo work that you just said, okay, I'm going to put together a band and get this thing to- together, or it just kind of fell together or, you know, pieced together itself and took on a life of its own, and then here you are, you have the new album. You know, like you said, you had a collection of songs over the years that you held near and dear. So how did that uh, all come about? Uh, it, it, it came about with a, with a lot of help uh, of my producers, Harper Hug and Trevor Whatever. When I had made a, when I had made a promise to myself that I was no longer going to do any other side projects or different bands or, you know, go back and revisit some of the other, you know, uh, bands that I'd, that I'd been in the past. Um, we, it was perfectly clear that we were on a mission. Um, we set hard dates. We set deadlines. We, song selection was important. Um, I had, you know, close to, you know, 44 songs to, to, to choose from. So we, we went through and we, we um you know we did our song selection um we did our our musician selection of of specific musicians that we wanted on 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 certain tracks um we didn't always get what we wanted um and but we but the you know uh, we were very lucky to have had and surround ourselves with such great musicians to make this record um, what it is, and I, I got to give credit where credit is due. Um, without them, um, it, it wouldn't have turned out uh, the way that it did. Um, guitarists like Mark Diamond, um, Dave Angstrom, Dandy Brown, Chris Hale, um, Aaron Groban, um, Damon Garrison, uh, our, you know the percussionist Tom Brayton. Uh, boy, let me tell you, uh, you know. These these guys were just as passionate 
you know, uh, not to mention, obviously, I, I don't know if I mentioned Nick Oliveri and Robbie Krieger, but boy, let me tell you, the, uh, these group of musicians were were just as passionate about the project as, as Harper was, as Trevor was, as I was. And, um, again, very lucky uh, to have, uh, you know, had these play, you know, have these musicians be be a part of this project, uh, and you know, it, you know, from start to finish, it, it took about a month. It took a, you know, years to plan, and uh, a, you know, a lot of helping again with the help of Harper and Trevor. But we did it. We pulled it off, and, and to make it sound conducive to um, a record, and not sound like this song was, you know, written in this era by these guys, and then you know, this song was written in this era, and we had these group of musicians. It was challenging to make it sound. Um, like a band, um, but that was the fun part. That was the the part where the songs uh, took a life of their own and wrote themselves, if you will. And to see them grow from from uh, you know, just an idea or on a on a cassette, um, you know, to what they are right now, uh, really was was awesome. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. So, in terms of your of your label for this album, um, how, how, who are they, and how did you meet up with them? So, the 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 record label is uh, Napalm. Um, we started talking to Napalm um, uh, quite a few years ago when uh, Brent and I were 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 preparing to do another record. Um, what we liked about Napalm was they they came to the table with a more of a traditional uh, type of uh, record deal. Um, and so it was for the solo record. They had the uh, they had the first option to pick up my the, to pick up my record, um, and I'm, I'm very proud to say, luckily they did. Um, Napalm has has treated me very well. Some bands and some artists are in cahoots, and they think that the record company may be the enemy. Um, Napalm has I, I I keep going back to that word passion but they're they're passionate about this project um and when the VP and I uh, will sometimes debate over things um it's not the end of the world where I'm the artist and you should listen to what I say and it's not it's not like that they 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 care about the project and um so uh I look at it as is exactly that, and it's true. So I have a great relationship with with um, with the label, um, and uh, you know they're um, they did great things for Vistachino. They're doing great things for for uh, uh, for for my solo project and and for where I'm at in my career. I think it's a perfect uh, I think it's a perfect fit and a great marriage. Yeah, in fact, you know you talk about the passion, um, and it was just a couple of years ago that I actually was able to get on some of the uh, the release list for, for the label, uh, and I can tell that there is a passion uh, behind what they do and just about everything, whether it's a genre I re- really like or not, it's all quality. I mean, there's no you know fluff in it or whatever, um, and so that you know, I can appreciate that for sure. <clears throat> so um, in terms of, you know, playing on the record, you know, you talked about various guests, uh, did you play any of the instruments yourself on this release? Um, no, I did not. 
you know, I, I, I play guitar primitively just to get, you know, my ideas across to, to, uh, you know, to, you know, some of my guitar, you know, guitar players, Dave Angstrom specifically. And, um, you know, uh, he turns them into what they are, um, you know, specifically something like the Boulevard, um, you know whether I'm whether I'm humming a guitar part or playing a guitar part primitively, um, we you know, we work together. So I, I again I give credit where credit is due, and um, they certainly deserve a ton of it. Um, so you know and and you know I, I'm I have all of these songs are are co-written by my other writers that I choose to. Um, create with um, Dandy Brown's a big one. He's a big contributor. He's a great, he's a great songwriter. Dave Angstrom, Mark Diamond as well. Um, uh, Eric Belt out of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, working and collaborating with him. Um, these are these are writers that I've worked with for years. That um, they've they've sent me submissions. Hey, what do you think of this song? So I have these specific guitar players that I work with, and um, from time to time they'll send me something going, um, trip out on this riff or listen to this. I'll then put lyric and melody over over their song, and that's typically the, the how the writing process goes. There's a there's a few other you know um, you know different abstract ways of of of, of how this all went down. Uh, on on the record, um, but that's typically how it how it uh, how it goes down. Okay, that's good. Good to hear. Now, there's one uh, one track. Um, I, they're all they're all great, and they all have merit to stand on stand on their own. But it is a cohesive blend and, uh, and and sound for the whole album. So it sounds like an album. And one of the the songs that struck me in terms of the lyrics. And I have a little trouble picking them out. I'm more of a music person, but you know, Rolling Stone. Can you tell us what that song is about? It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a quirky, almost. Yeah. Uh, Rolling Stone was there's there's two tracks that I that I cover on this record. I'm going to backtrack a little bit here on you, Edward. Um, one okay. of them is is called Five Thousand Miles, and, and Danko Jones. Good friend of mine, Danko Jones, wrote that song specifically for me um, for this specifically for this record. What an honor! What a pleasure. Um, the other song that I covered was a, a last-minute submission um, or last-minute kind of request on my part to, to my producers that uh, I fell in love with this band um, when they opened up for Vistachino in Canada. So I I, I, um, I fell in love with this act and I fell in love with the song. Very rarely do I get a do I get a chance to see a, a, an opening act, uh, you know? Uh, and this one, I, I just happened to, to see, and I fell in love with. So I heard this. I heard this song um, called Rolling Stone, and I, I reached out to the band. I said, I, I really want to cover this song, and you know, they gave me their blessing. Um, <clears throat> when I heard the lyrics, uh, they mean something pretty much different to me every time I hear it. It's it's a, it's a great song to sing. And so I had a I asked that exact question um <laughs> to 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 the singer. 
And, um, you know, I don't ever think that I got a straight answer out of, uh, uh, out of him, but he, you know, what a, um, what a great song. Um, and, uh, very abstract lyric, which I love um, as well. Uh, you know, I, I, my claim to fame has never been my my. You know, as far as being a poet, I'm not a poet. I, I don't claim to be one, uh, and and I, and I'm just I'm just not that guy. Um, so the how abstract uh, they they were really you know really uh, really spoke to me um, and. You know, so I, I, I myself, uh, what it means to me, um, they'd probably lock me up and throw away a key if I told you about it. So uh, I, I always, I always say, you know, you know, wherever it takes you um, to 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 that place, um, let it take you there. Um, a good portion of a good portion of these of these songs are are are, are fiction um, for me. Um, and so you know i so i uh so you know it's it, they're they're just stories they're majority of them love tragedy stories but again uh, for for rolling stone uh if i were to tell you what that one meant to me they again they would they would lock me up and throw away the key <laughs> i understand i understand what you're saying so i find the cover art very interesting uh so did you have any personal involvement in the development of that cover art yeah, I did. Um, you know, I'm I'm very proud of 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 where I of where I'm from, um, the desert, Palm Springs area uh, of California. And I, I met this this artist by the name of Sam Young in Melbourne, Australia, uh, by chance. And he had shown me this this piece of artwork that he had, and it was this it was this ram. But the horns were made of these beautiful flowers, and there was something regal and majestic about it. So I, I, I knew immediately when I, once I saw that, I, I thought cover. So I, I commissioned him, and I reached out to him, and I said, Sam, I said, I, I, I want, I want you to draw me, you know, another ram. But this is what I want. I want indigenous, you know, flowers and cactus in the horns of of where I'm from in the horns of this and I want them you know looking more majestic and beautiful and just something how how regal it's not a goat it's a big horned sheep and I'm and they're indigenous to this area and I I'm almost see them on a daily basis on on my mountain range um so that was important the the second piece of the puzzle was the the other artist on the other side of the world in Austin Texas a very talented artist by the name of Jared Connor um, and you can find him on you can find them both on Facebook, but you can find Jared's uh, site on, on uh, MexicanChocolate.com. Um, <laughs> he's uh, just an amazing artist. Um, and and having him take Sam's um, illustration and and do the entire layout of the record. Um, we went through several different drafts of this thing, but upon you know, and, and me speaking with both of the uh, both of the artists about um, uh, how I feel about the music and how passionate I was about it, and you know, I, I, I to get to my house, you have to drive up a, a mile and a half of a dirt road even to get to my front door. So you know, uh, again, it needed some. I, I needed something that, that spoke to me as well. And so once Jared Connor had put this, 
you know, piece of art together, it became very apparent that we we needed not to look anywhere else, that this was the cover. And, you know, to, to match it visually with the music, I think uh, Jared and Sam um, did an amazing job. And, uh, you know, again, um, I, big props and... Uh, uh, a ton of respect and uh, for for both of the uh, both of these artists. That's a good explanation because I wasn't certain as to what animal it was, goat or or a ram. Um, here in Texas, where I'm from, uh, I grew up on a farm and ranch, and used to help my grandfather with his animals, and he had goats uh, and he had rams both, and then he had. Uh, the type of ram you're talking about. Um, and so I was just trying to figure out, well, what in the world was that? I know a ram. I've seen those. I've actually tackled them before. And then <laughs> I thought, well, how does this fit into the picture? Good explanation. Yeah, they're, they're, they're beautiful animals. They're, they're very fragile, though, on the flip side of the coin. And they, 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 don't, have, they don't have a def- really a, a defense, and their defense is, is, is to run, and, and that's it. Um, but what bighorn sheep are just so beautiful and so majestic and and uh, i'm an animal person my wife's uh she's we met in veterinary medicine we met at a vet hospital where where both of uh where both her and i were were uh, working for the owners and um uh she still she helps you know she helps run palm springs animal hospital that's where she's at right now and i I live vicariously kind of through her, and we always talk about the you know different interesting cases. And I, I genuinely miss that field, and and uh, I often think about going back, and I just may. Um, but uh, you know, as of right now, I'm I'm very happy with with where I'm at, and she really allows me to to be able to be in the environment I'm in on a nightly basis when I'm out on the road. And uh, so I, I got to give uh, big props and, and big love to my best friend and wife Wendy. She's she's an amazing person. That's good. Uh, that's good to hear your perspective uh, in terms of your support and, like you said, your best friend, your wife. That's that's awesome to hear. Uh, so I'm going to take a little bit of a different turn with, with the rest of the conversation. Um, so this section is called Daydreams and Nightmares. So if you could handpick your music heroes from childhood for a dream band, who would they be? Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Other than the solo album. Yeah, you know, um, my dream band it would, it would probably be just a, a, a bunch of uh, acapella singers between, uh, you know, Jim Morrison, Ian Asbury, Glenn Danzig, Terrence Trent D'Arby, Frank Sinatra, and Rufus Wainwright. Um, that's immediately comes to my head. Now, ask me tomorrow, and that could totally switch. But that's where my head is right now. Anyway, I mean, that's a, that's the first thing that popped into my head. Good answer. I like it. So from your musical career, you've had an extensive career. Um, so what do you think is the worst nightmare you've ever realized on tour? It could be anything. Literal nightmare or something went wrong on stage. Oh, the, the, the nightmare of of, of uh, <clears throat> Caius's bus driver falling asleep at the wheel and, and, and running off the side of the road and thinking and all, you know, just thinking that, you know, you're gonna die, and you know, and 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 you're you're thinking about your friends, you know, um, you're thinking of you know what goes through your mind. That was the worst thing that ever could have happened to me, and 
and uh, I just uh, you know. And there's only so much you can say about, it. and and you know you know what happens if somebody falls asleep at the wheel, and that's yeah. exactly what happened. You go off the side of the road, or you hit somebody, or or you're killed. And I, I'm blessed to be here speaking to you uh, right now. Uh, that was the worst nightmare ever. So uh, last last set of questions, and then we'll wrap this up. So choices. So you just choose one or the other. So heaven or hell? <laughs> uh, oh, come on. I mean, you, uh, heaven, 100%. <laughs> hot or cold? Hot. Way hot. The hotter, the better. It's 116 in Palm Springs today, and I love that I have my town back. <laughs> Very good. So loss of vision or loss of hearing? Um, loss of vision. Johnny Cash or Neil Young? Johnny Cash, no question.